Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If everything was fine and you and Tati never split up or whatever, I would have just been a comfortable fat kid that went to uni and did some Very job true. Very did true. some job just went to uni because I was meant to go to uni and just tick the boxes and did all that stuff you know mm-hmm. but I just went complete 180 Kia ora, we're your hosts Julie and Sarade we travelled around Aotearoa with our soundy Joey meeting immigrant whānau listening to stories and discovering what is said or not said between different generations. These stories warmed our hearts and broke our hearts. And over this series, we invite you two to listen in on conversations with my immigrant parents. This episode of the podcast features the Jaya Singha family, mum Sushani, older brother Narvin and his younger sister Anik. The Jaya Singha whānau came to Aotearoa from Sri Lanka in 2003. Before coming here, they moved around quite a bit, living in Malaysia for five years and in Singapore for a year before finally settling in Tamaki. They came with their dad, Sushani's husband, who they refer to in this episode as Tati. But their parents separated in 2007. Anik, who is 29, has recently moved out of home and lives in Honganui. She works as an arts coordinator. Sushani is 60 and works in admin and Narvin is 30. He lives at home with Sushani and works for the council. So I've got two children, Anik and uh, Navin and Anik Jaisingha. They are like uh, chalk and cheese. Navin's uh, very responsible and uh, very reliable. And those are things I value a lot because my husband and I split up. And then it was always to Navin that I would go and tell him everything. Anik was younger and I didn't want to spoil her life by my problems. So I used to tell Navin my poor fellow was burdened with all these problems. So maybe I should have spoken to both of them. Anik's, Anik's very artsy, very sensitive. Oh my gosh, it's just two children, blessed with two beautiful children, I should say. Just a blessing. <laughs> I couldn't do without them. My mum's name is Sushani Malkanti, Jai Singha. I'd definitely describe her as a giver. Mm. She's really passionate. Like, when you go for a walk with her, she just, like, is fascinated by, you know, a beautiful flower on the side of the road or... So she's like, this is beautiful, it's gorgeous. Like, mm. so much zest. Mm. I think that's one of my favourite things about Ma mm. is that she finds even simple things so beautiful. Like, I remember we were driving down the road once and she was like, oh, my gosh. She's like, we're like, what? And she's like, look at those fruit. Look at that fruit on that tree. Yeah. Our mom was born in, I don't know where she was born, Colombo. <laughs> I believe she was born in Colombo, uh, Sri Lanka. She was definitely born in Colombo. Sri Lanka. Um, or maybe was Candy. It? Well, Why what? don't we know this? I don't know. It's I'm pretty sure it's Colombo. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure it's Colombo. Yeah, great kids. 
In 2020, Sushani was meant to go to Sri Lanka to visit her mum, who she refers to as Archer, for three weeks, but COVID meant she ended up staying in Colombo for three months. So on your 60th birthday, you went to the airport. COVID was around in the world. It wasn't in New Zealand. And you were going back to Sri Lanka to see Archer. It's been some time. It was meant to be three weeks, eh? Yeah, I was three just weeks. going yeah. to, yeah, come back. First of April, I would have been here. Yeah. At that point in time, did you feel like, you know, what were you feeling about going to Sri Lanka? Were you like, this was like... Right? No, was I it went regret? for a reason. I yeah. went to see Archer. I got mm. three months, mm. so it was good. Mm. Yeah, I could see how Archa lived and uh, actually what her problems are and all that. And she had someone to talk to. Yeah, she had me to talk to and, and it was good. We watched Hindi movies together. <laughs> Hindi movies? Yeah. I don't know how to watch Hindi movies. Yeah, she because watched... that's part of Sri Lanka, Hindi movies. Because TV, yeah. India is so close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What they, they are kind of Bollywood and stuff. Mm. Comes down to us as well. Mm-hmm. So... But there are Sri Lankan dramas on television, eh, that she watches as well. Funnily enough, we didn't watch any of those. <laughs> we just watched Hindi movies. I don't know why. So when I went to see Archa, it was good to... Uh, of course, see her. And I was also thinking it was really hard to go every sort of every two years. I have to, you know, save up to go see her. But if she was living with me, it would have been wonderful. Living in two different countries is really hard because we are the only ones living here from our family, whereas everybody else is there, yeah. most of them. Yeah. So they have a rich family life you know mm. not like us we don't have people relatives coming in and you know sitting around chatting to us and mm. suddenly somebody will pop in and then sit and have a meal together yeah and you know i really miss that that's how you grow yeah, up yeah i yeah. really miss that it's it's like if if i thought of all these things before we came here i would have never come here actually i would have stayed home because of the amount of the connections and the loss of family is huge. Mm. You know, when you come here, your friends become your family. Mm. Whereas if you are there, your family is everything. No? Do you think she'd, even if she could, do you think she'd want to come and live here anyway? Yeah, that's my question. No, she found it very quiet and um, she didn't have company here. Mm. So after a month of here, she liked it here. But after a month, she got bored. She had to go home. Yeah. Because that's her home. She doesn't yeah. have the Hindi movies here. <laughs> yeah, you know what was interesting from that? Yeah. Uh, you've actually never said that you'd never come here. Yeah. Because you always say this is home. That's the first time yeah. you actually said you would never come here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've thought about it a lot. Mm, it's a really hard thing to hear. I mean, any immigrant, but especially your parents, say that they wish they'd never come here. Yeah, and you can tell that Marvin and Anik were surprised by that, eh? Mm. So in this next section, the Jai Singha family discuss what it was like leaving Malaysia, Singapore and Sri Lanka to finally settle here in Aotearoa. When did we come to New Zealand? So 2003. It was April. I'm pretty sure it was April. I think I was 11 years old or 12. And yeah, I didn't want to move. Because obviously I had all my friends and stuff. I put up a fight before we moved. I didn't even want to go. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. threw a tent? Yeah, I didn't want to go. Oh. Proper. He yeah. said, you two guys go. Yeah. And then if it's good. Yeah, but I'm glad now, obviously. But at the time, the first 
I mean, the first probably six months were pretty average. It felt kind of exciting for me. Did it? Because I also thought that it was temporary. Like I didn't, I thought we'd be gone for like maybe like, I don't know, two, three years. Like the sense of time was very different when you're younger, right? So you're like, oh yeah, I'll see my friends again. Yeah. You know, oh my uh, you know, gosh, yeah. Like we'll stay in contact, like it's not a big deal. And then it was kind of fun. You you know, you're the friend who's leaving and you get your uniform signed. And like, I still have that oh, uniform. Do you? Do you? Every, yeah, I still, it's, I think it's in this closet upstairs. Sure. It's like got yeah. all the signatures of all my yeah, friends. Yeah, like yeah. I didn't realize how big a change it would be. I don't think at the mm-hmm. time it was kind of exciting for me. Yeah. And then I think maybe you had you were older through all of these changes from moving from Sri Lanka to Malaysia and then mm. Malaysia to Sri Lanka Sri Lanka to Singapore mm. Singapore back to Sri Lanka mm. maybe you felt like you were just sick of change yeah i think malaysia was great right that yeah, was i, I yeah malaysia. i always there's always good memories in malaysia malaysia yeah. was just really fun you know yeah that's where i started playing sports all that kind of stuff and then yeah. We moved back to Sri Lanka and then we went primary for a couple of years. That was fun too. And then we went to Singapore and that was miserable. That what? was terrible. Why? <laughs> it was just hard. We had to get up at like 5 a.m. to catch the damn bus to school. Yeah. And then I fall asleep in the bus. I just remember being so tired, never wanting to go to school. Then I was in fat club, remember? Because I was fat. Holy they'd make crap, me. Yes. They'd like come get you at assembly and make you run around the field. They'd be like, you're in fat oh club. My and then. God. That sounds yeah. like it's from The Simpsons, but it's real life. I don't remember anything from Singapore. I hardly remember anything about any friends. I don't think I had Whoa. any friends. I had probably you were one small. person. You were I don't. I remember, you were nine. You were yeah, nine. I remember hardly anything apart from the apartment we were in because that was quite different. Yeah. And then I remember distinctly losing my soft toy off the, the aircon unit. My soft toy oh, fell bad. out the window. Oh, yeah, and then, like, So there are these like yeah. random memories, but... A lot of it is just a blur to me. I do remember the trains. Yeah, the trains were cool. I remember being in the supermarket and seeing Sri Lankan king crabs in the supermarket. I remember Ma cooking white rice with chicken feet. I was like, what yes, the Because uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd never I seen that before. Yeah. It was delicious, but I remember seeing the feet and I always get freaked out. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't eat the feet. No, no, we didn't, but it was yeah. delicious still. Yeah. Yeah. Chicken, chicken rice at the cucumber. mall at the food court. Yeah. Oh my God. And the sugarcane juice in the bags. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was like 50 cents for yeah. sugarcane juice. Man, that was good. And then those Hello Pandas. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we just got with Hello Panda. Oh yeah, that's what I remember. <laughs> that's the other thing you've mentioned about like coming to New Zealand is that being a single mom, having the divorce and everything would have been taken quite differently over in Sri Lanka. It would have been harder... You wouldn't have been a social pariah as such, but it would have been difficult for you in social situations where yeah, there are lots totally. of couples, aunties and uncles, gatherings. And no, that cultural people, people tend to talk a lot if there's... During my time, things may have changed now, but during my time, you know, couples uh, splitting up was taken like a, a bit of a stigma-like and, and the whole... There is always what do you blame. Mean, sorry, what do you mean during your time, like 16 years ago? At the time uh, we yeah. split up, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah there, there was stigma in in my time when I was uh, when I grew up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was sort of the blame is always on the woman. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't she keep a marriage and nothing to do with the man? So mm-hmm. it's always that, and all, also at the time we split up, I had the chance of going back again. 
but I didn't because I wanted to stay here so that both of you will be educated. If both of you and all three of us went back home mm -hmm. and that stigma, I, I didn't want that blame to come on both of you. There would have been people looking down on us because we you didn't have a father or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want that to come on you. So those are things that kept me here yeah. without going back. On the long run, I think it was a good decision. But then again, you lost things like yeah. family, your cousins. You don't have cousins. You don't have your uncles and aunties and grandfathers, grand grandparents. Yeah. And those are huge. I think that's bigger than the little things that we would have had to undergo. But, but then we would have not been had money to live because the income that I could have earned here, I can carry that lifestyle the quality of life quality of better. life yeah whereas if i earned there i couldn't have given you even just to feed you it would have been difficult yeah mm. so mm. that's the difference because that's a poor country mm. so, but i mean it's not like you were rolling in it over here you were just working but the thing is the money i earned yeah. was more than enough to have food on the table yeah. without anybody suffering yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's not the same there. Yeah. Of it's course, a... I would have had everybody around me to help yeah, me in other more ways. Support. Yeah. More support. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Lots yeah. of support. I guess the interesting thing, like going back to like family and how close you were when you were growing up with family, it was just part of life. People were coming in and out of the house. Mm. You'd constantly have parties, constantly entertaining. Archie was this amazing host who would cook so much food. Mm. And daddy was this charismatic mm. person and like. So you were surrounded by family your whole life. Like, that's, I think, obviously what you're missing. But Navin and I, like, we've talked about how, like, we didn't yeah. have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm trying to say is that maybe we don't know exactly what we're missing out on. Mm. Oh, right. Whereas you, you don't realise that. Feel yeah, it so we don't much. miss it because we know. I mean, I, I, miss, miss, yeah. I miss Sri Lanka. I miss family. I miss the potential loss. Yeah. You feel but like uh, you don't feel it as much because you know ah, what it was like. It's right, like better yeah. to have loved and lost, but you haven't lost anything. But that might uh, be... it's good in a way if you think like that because I was sad for you because you should have been brought up with your cousins and aunties and uncles and that type of thing. That is a huge loss for me from what I've had. But you've provided so much for Navin and I. Like, I mean, you can't provide the whole village to raise us what you could provide you did that and more so like i don't think you should feel sad or like i'm not that you shouldn't feel sad but I don't, it's it's what I it do, is we don't no? feel yeah. you can't do anything it about it, it. it's yeah. what it is yeah. there's something i love about all of them rushing to like defend or reassure the other person that they're not sad, they're doing okay. Like everyone just wants everyone else to feel okay. And I think sometimes between generations, like we project our own, like we think the other generation is sadder than they might actually feel. Yeah, I feel you. That's a really nice exchange. Mm. I hope that was nice for Sushani to hear. It is true, eh, that often people from really large families think that that is the kind of best kind of family. Yeah, that's the measure of happiness in a way. Yeah, or? sometimes. I think a lot of people I know who have lots of brothers and sisters 
want to also have lots of kids and yeah, true. stuff like that. Because I think lots of people just have huge extended families and then if someone finds out that, like, it's just always been me and then my brother mm. with no cousins around, how is that possible? That's also such a common immigrant experience, eh? Hey? Like, when you move, you don't have your cousins here, you don't have that extended family around. I didn't really realise that commonality until these guys started talking, until we were recording mm. Did them. you not grow up with... Cousins. You, I have, you had cousins. Yeah, I have cousins, but like in Sri Lanka, I have cousins. <laughs> in this next part of the episode, the Jayasinghe family discuss Sushani's separation. In terms of the separation with my and Tati, it was as any teenager would be, like not spiteful, but just like a little bit bitter. You know, everyone goes through that emo stage and then there's a separation and then it's, like, justified. And for, like, I don't know, a while during my teenage years, I was, like, you know, all men are kind of very self-centered or, like, you can't really trust them. And I also went to a, a girl's high school and I found really good friends there. And I just, I know it's much easier for me to click with women and, like, over time I've been working on that and just, like, recognising my bias with, like, friendships, right? But I think it's also the fact that the separation happened and I, for a long time, I didn't trust any dudes and I was like, what's their agenda? Like, what do they want? Mm-hmm. I think especially during the times that we had here, I realised, and through even through um, when we were living on Rockfield Road, when you, Ma was looking for a house because up until that point we'd been renting... And Ma had been, like, saving up for ages to get a house so that we weren't giving our money to someone else to live in a house. Ma had this dream of having a house. And you really supported that throughout. And I I wasn't really there as much for the family, but I didn't really realise. Yeah, and because Navin you was, were younger. Yeah, yeah I was younger. Yeah. And, Navin, and we didn't tell you because I didn't want to put all these problems on you. Yeah, but, Navin yeah. was like the person who always took the brunt of the responsibility mm. since Tati left. I really always admired that. It showed me the type of person I want to be. Yeah, it just showed me a different side of there can be men and families who take care of families as well. Mm. We got that a little bit with daddy, our grandfather. Oh, but yeah, a lot. Yeah. yeah. But it's a whole different level because you had to sacrifice like a few yeah. things. It just was what it was, you know what I mean? Yeah, I couldn't have done it without you. We couldn't have done it without you either, so yeah. it's the same thing. You know, same, same, you know? Yeah. yeah. We were all in it together. Yeah. Yeah. The first time I actually heard about it was... When when Sarit said it to me on the phone, and I was actually quite surprised. Really? Because yeah, I don't know. You lost your faith in men. I was I like, just, how rude! It's <laughs> just like there are so many reasons not to trust guys. You yeah, know, like, still don't forget that. <laughs> yeah, still. Yeah. Still gonna, um, but I I just saw Ma be completely devastated. Mm. We both saw Ma yeah. like go through that, and yeah. it's like, why would I put myself through that? Mm. But again, like not. Like, yeah, again, even though I'm not Ma in that situation. Mm. Are you still bitter about it? I don't think I'm bitter. It's just I realised that there was some scar tissue there and part of that scar tissue was just being like, oh, yeah, like I really didn't like trust dudes for a long time Mm. and that's because of that. I didn't realise it at the time. 
I was just involved in my own like life and like mm-hmm. what I was thinking about, but mm-hmm. you really stepped up during those years, like yeah. at Rockfield and even here yeah, totally, totally. and like I continue totally to do so. Agree. Like, yeah. and like, I think sometimes when I'm in Wanganui and I like think of you guys, there's a sense of like, I'm not really here as much, you know, yeah, for the family. Yeah, you don't family. need to be here, though. Yeah. yeah it's okay. Do what you want to do. Yeah. Just do what yeah, you want exactly. to do. Yeah, exactly. Know? Well, this is the thing. Like, yeah. you've never been you've never been mad about it. Why would I be mad yeah, about exactly. it? Yeah, exactly. But that's the thing. There'd be people who would be, you know? Like, I'm the eldest. I have to do everything. But you are like, it's not a thing for you. You're just like, I'm there. I got Like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's a thing. But, I mean, that's just how things felt. It doesn't mean it'll be a thing always or whatever. Do you know? Yeah. It's just, it's a thing, sure. Yeah. But it's not a big deal. If everything was fine and you and Tati never split up or whatever, I would have just been a comfortable fat kid that went to uni and did some Very job. True. Did, did true. some job, just went to uni because I was meant to go to uni and just ticked the boxes and did all that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. But I just went complete 180. I wouldn't trade that, like, yeah. for anything. Everything happened. So I'd yeah. go through that pain yeah. and everything yeah. again yeah. To, yeah. for that. Because yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely, it would have been a completely different yes. life. Yeah. You know? yeah. That wouldn't have been life, actually. No, nah, it would have been different, you know? Yeah. I've always thought about you as that stability. Like, you've always been the constant in Navin and I's life. I, I like, wanted so to be. Change. I wanted to be because and I knew have. my life yeah. and how much stability I had in my life. And I didn't have to worry about a thing. It was totally good. I couldn't give it to you. And I knew the main thing was to hold it together, the stability. Because if I was wayward and I was doing this and that and left you two to fend for yourselves, then what kind of a life would you have? That's something I had to maintain. That is something I knew right from the start. I had to be there for you. I really related to Anik saying that the way the painful separation her parents had destroyed her trust in men and that she had to like work really actively to rebuild that but the way that Narvin helped and the way that he came through for them was what changed things for her. I feel like I really relate to this idea of guilt and burden and family responsibility because it's just me and my grandparents, like, I'm the only family member living with them. And I see them getting older, and I don't know how to how to take care of them. I don't think I see it as a burden as much, but I see my inability to cope with it, where I feel guilt about that. Do you relate to Anik? Yeah, I relate to Anik, even though I'm there yeah. with them. Yeah. I can see how that would be hard. You know, I don't know who is going to be able to teach you those things and I don't really think we anything prepares us for that. Mm. For having to step into the role of caretaker when we've always been the one who was cared for or when those people were the ones who cared for us. I think that's the thing. Yeah. Like, when does that relationship change? Or it's probably constantly changing yeah. and shifting between the two. We just don't notice it at first until we really do, or until something drastic happens, like your parents have a painful separation, and it is kind of like one person needs to, and Narvin was the oldest, and that's just what he did. This next bit explores how Sushani recovered following her separation. Sushani refers to her mother as Archer. 
Archie is grandmother in Sinhalese, and she refers to her dad as daddy. That was a different kind of freedom, actually. Because I didn't realise... As in you could hit on other men? Huh? As in you could hit on other men? <laughs> no. What do you mean? I didn't, I didn't have the inclination after what happened. <laughs> no. Uh, what I, I was... I felt free because I didn't realise how... I had to rely on everything, on Tati. Or maybe he didn't make it the situation, but it was our culture. Yeah. Like, Daddy went to work, yeah. he brought in the yeah. money, so yeah. did everything at home. Automatically, my life also would be like that. Mm. So it wasn't the same like what Daddy and Archa had. It was totally different. So I also should have been at work, but I didn't. I wasn't at work. So maybe that's the lack of not going to work also didn't open up my mind. Did you want to go to work or were you encouraged No, I was to bringing you up. Yeah. So my whole thing was both of you. Didn't you start work at 17? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mine yeah. started work at 17. Yeah, yeah, but after I got married and I yeah. had you, yeah. I stopped working. And uh, I stopped working because uh, I just wanted to spend my time with the two of you to give give that time to you. Because if you go to work, you won't have that time. Though the thing is, when I split up, I found that there was so much freedom because I started to drive, mm. which gave me a lot of freedom. Mm. Before I didn't, I waited for Tati to take me yeah. here, take me there. Mm. I learned a lot of stuff like how to pay your bills, your taxes, your banking, your all kinds of stuff that I never even thought of before, mm. which were all handled by Tati. I didn't have to bother. Mm. So Did you so like I, learning it or was it like... A yeah, lot it was a lot of freedom and opening up my mind, which yeah. was very good for me. Earlier I was in this sort of cocoon, like it was not real life. That, but, but I can tell you this, after I split up on me, I knew real life. Till then, life was just constantly relying on other people to do stuff for me. Mm. Yeah, it was a totally different life, my gosh. It's the first time living alone. It's the first time moving out at the age of like 28, which I think for a lot of Kiwis might be late, but in our culture, it's not a thing like there are intergenerational families living in one household mm. and that's not a stigma it's mm. not an it's not mm. a thing and I guess I've been thinking about I don't know I guess I sometimes feel guilt that I can't be here for ah oh, that's good family. guilt that's good guilt come back she home likes that. um yeah yeah it fuels you <laughs> it kind of made me think about like independence because I've been really like I've been loving just being able to do things myself and being only to rely on myself in certain ways. And even going on a road trip by myself felt so liberating. And I know that Ma was a lot of times like, do you have any friends there? Like, like you can't spend your birthday alone. Like... No, that, that's the way, way that I was brought up. It yeah. was always with family around but this is We never went anywhere on our own. I want to feel okay being able to be by myself. And I am in a lot of ways. But I guess I've just been like thinking a lot about independence and then what it means for different cultures. Like, I think in Western culture, it's like almost like a coming of age. In 
our culture, it's like you get a job, then you're like kind of like an yeah, adult. Yeah, yeah. But then, but you still live at home. Yeah, you yeah, exactly. Live, yeah, so nothing changes. Yeah, yeah, you're you get a job, but yeah. you're providing for your family. You know, you're not getting a job for yourself and like moving out and like doing yeah. your own thing. You you bring home more money so that the whole family can live a better life. So yeah, it's, it's good and bad also. I don't know because. I haven't lived that uh, kind of life. This is the thing. This is why I want to. Because I feel like all my... It's so easy to fall into that thing of giving. Because I think all of all three of us are like people who are listeners and people who mm. give a lot. And it's just nice to have something for myself and have stories for myself and mm. things that I'm working on that are separate. Community is like important though, and that's I yeah. think that's what I realized while I was living alone. Like it's only been a short time, but I was thinking, you know, independence is great, but it's not all it's cracked up to be. It's not the be all and end all. Like community is what's important. It's a great point by Anik that our judgments, how we value independence versus community like it's so shaped by how we're raised what Mm -hmm. we're surrounded by when we're younger and when we're older I really think this point about um moving out or living with family has a different meaning for immigrant families Mm -hmm. like the values that we place on what is the mature thing to do like the mature thing to do from a Pakia perspective is to move out maybe for independence yeah so you're not relying on your family, whereas maybe there's this alternate worldview that actually the mature thing is to be there for your family, for your parents, for your grandparents, to take care of them. It can be really hard for kids of immigrants to explain that to their friends who might come from a different perspective, you know, because I think it is seen as a sign of failure to mm. still be living at home in your late 20s. And, yeah, we should probably reassess that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I always get like a, a weird sense of, I don't know if it's shame, but there's like a stigma when I say that I'm living with my grandparents. Mm. Like immediately I want to justify and be mm. like, but I'm not living with my mum, but I have to do this for these reasons. Mm. Like I want to be on the defence about it. But it should just be a more normalised thing. There's a lot of responsibility that comes with that, I think. Totally. Yeah, I just wish that society like had a more holistic view that intergenerational households were just way more well-received, loved, encouraged. I also really like how it feels like Anik came full circle a bit with this. You know, she says she moved out, she wanted to, she needed to, and she's learning a lot, but she's realising also that community is the thing that matters. Wherever your, uh, your motherland is... Yeah. You should never leave it, I think. I, I think it's, you should never leave it. Okay. Because you'll always be a second-hand citizen in some other country. Your motherland is your own country. Where yeah. you're born and bred, you know everyone, you know the culture. There is nothing strange. Yeah. What do you mean by second-hand citizen? Like, when you're in a country that isn't your motherland? If you're white, it's to assimilate, it's quicker. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. For us brown people, it takes a bit of time. It takes a long time to get to know people, for them to know us. And they expect things from us which uh, they don't expect from their own kind. Like, um, 
you know, if uh, we drive on the roads and they say, ah, no wonder, she's, she's brown or something, they say. That's why she's driving like that, mm. you know. They wouldn't say that to their own kind because they've yeah. been driving forever, they live here and because yeah. we come here, we have to get used to the roads, we have to get used to where we are yeah. going. And, yeah. So lots of little things like that, which they automatically think, ah, okay, they're migrants, that's why they can't do this right. or that. Or, so the reason for it, everything is it, drawn down. Yeah, to... as because you're migrants. But then this this is this country is not bad actually. They have nothing to complain about. <laughs> except, yeah, yeah. Except there's one day that there was this uh, bus driver who closed the doors on me. I was so mad with him. He did it to me twice. And then I looked at his uh, the uh, rego, and then he knew that I was going to complain. And then he was very scared. I think. My God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, after that, I didn't get into the same bus. I didn't find the same fellow again. So it happened to me twice, actually. So I was thinking, this fellow did it on purpose, and that's racism. But other than that, nothing to complain about here. This is very... That's the thing, right? Like, it's a good, it's a good life here, but mm. it doesn't mean things can't change, like, in little ways. Yeah, to, yeah. You know, totally, just, totally. And, like, and the accept, acceptance of other people, regardless of their colour, yeah. or the way they talk, yeah. or the way they dress. You know, all those little things. Like, I guess the word for it is microaggressions, right? People say things that seemingly harmless... But it immediately says that, oh, you're other, you're ah, not from right, here. Right, right, yeah. And it's the thing, like, I guess some people in my generation, maybe we have more of a language at identifying it, like snap and being yeah. like, okay, so you just did that. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I guess when you're new to a country, it's like, why do I feel uncomfortable? Oh, this is my home now. I love it here. If I go to Sri Lanka, it'll be for a holiday. But Sri Lanka is also my home. Mm. I can't separate the two like that. Yeah. I live here, mm. but Sri Lanka is also my home. So yeah. I'm happy. Mm. So you don't feel yeah. different in Sri Lanka when you go back? No. It's home. Do you feel different in New Zealand? No. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. That's lived cool. here long enough, I guess. That's really good. I guess you, you guys must be feeling like home here more than Sri Lanka, no? Because, because the language does a lot too. True. It's because the that's, language. That's, that's something else yeah. that I missed out on giving you guys, the language. It's interesting when you say you feel... I mean, of course you feel comfortable in Sri Lanka, actually. Yeah. Because you grew up there. Yeah, I, I, I love talking and my you have own the language. language. And yeah. yeah. Some when, jokes you can only tell in Singapore. Yes. You can't... Yeah. In any country, it's the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Only only they will understand those jokes. I think You I, can't translate yeah. those. I realise that you, like when you can tell a joke in the, your mother tongue and like you can have like a conversation with someone, like a stranger mm. in Singhalese... Mm. That would be my like dream. Dream. If to yeah. go back and just be like fluent and just you, like you, be able you can to only do that if you my own. if you go back. I feel different when I go to Sri Lanka. There's no doubt. I guess both places are home for me. Mm. In one place, I feel more at ease because I understand the language mm. and like mm. like I understand Singhalese. I just can't speak it. Mm. But that means that I can listen to a conversation, but not really partake Don't in it as do, much. Yeah. And like I said, I just want to be able to be fluent in it. Mm. And that'll help with that sense of being at home, I think, mm. more. Mm. Not just for myself, but for other people. Other people as well. Because yeah. I've had that question of like, so are you, how would you identify? Are you Sri Lankan or are you 
Kiwi. Mm. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm both. Like, I would consider I'm Sri Lankan Kiwi. And then he was like, no, you have to pick. Like, you can't be both mm. kind of thing. It's yeah. like, you're either Sri Lankan or you're Kiwi. And it was kind of confronting. Like, I wasn't expecting that. Someone from my family as mm. well. And it's like, well, you might yeah. think that I have to pick, but yeah. I don't, like, yeah. that's not. Yeah. I can easily say, if somebody asks me, I can, straight off, I can tell them I'm, I'm a Sri Lankan. But you will have a struggle with that question. I don't have a struggle. I say I'm Sri Lankan New Zealander. There's no struggle there. I don't know. I say I'm Sri Lankan because I was born there. But... I mean, it doesn't, I can't say it means much, if I'm being honest. Like, I say that because I'm born there. But, but yeah. you know, last time I went there was seven years ago. And I went there thinking, oh, when I get there, it'll feel like home. Yeah. And then I got there and I was like, this is not what I was expecting. Mm. And it, it didn't feel like home. I just felt like a complete outsider. Mm. Well, I think it's a combination of things. One, I was younger, I was a different person. If I went back today, it'll be very different. So that's why I really wanted to go back this time. Yeah, last time I went back there, I had the same things. Like, you know, what are you? Are you Sri Lankan or are you Kiwi? Like, I had the same thing too. It's like, do you support Sri Lanka in the cricket or New Zealand? <laughs> you know, it's like, who cares? Yeah. Like that, and yeah, you'd feel that was confronting for sure. You know, especially when it's your own family. It's not a random. Yeah, I just felt very disconnected when I went back last time. And I just felt, I felt very lonely when I went back last time. Like I was just by myself and no one understood if me. If you went with me... You wouldn't yeah, it, it because, would have been different. Because, I just yeah. felt like no one understood me yeah, there. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But then, were you staying with Archer? And... Yeah, I was staying with the family. You could have spoken uh, to them. Nah, it's different, you know. They, yeah. But anyway, they, obviously they were great. Like when I was at home, it was fine with yeah. them. It was just, you know, no, it was home. When there are other people in the mix and it just felt different. Then when I go out to the shops, it's like people would know I was not from there instantly. They, they somehow. know it. I don't know and how it just they felt, know it. Yeah, it just they felt just off. Know it. The thing yeah. is, I, I speak Sinhalese. When I go home, yeah. they still know that I'm from the outside. I don't know how they know it. <laughs> I just don't know. I'm talking to them in Sinhalese. Yeah. So it's very hard for me to actually yeah. tell you that, yeah. give you an answer yeah. to that question. To say what is home. Okay. I've been to Sri Lanka for two weeks, one time since yeah, we got here. Yeah, so that's... I can't really say, you know. The interesting thing is, though, that the, for the longest time you, like, were so anti going back. Yeah. It felt like. Yeah, it was. Like, I'd been back three times. Yeah. For a while, I was just kind of confused about, like, how you felt about it and why you didn't want to go back. I told you, though. I didn't yeah. go back for the longest time because I felt guilty. I couldn't give them anything of the life I was living. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to go back there and just and have a holiday change. there. Be like, woohoo, yeah, I'm here yeah. on the dollar, party, party, and then yeah. bounce out. Give them you know? some Whitakers yeah. and then just leave. Exactly, that's yeah. bullshit. So uh, that's why I don't like going back because for me, I'm... I know now it's different. I was younger then, that's just how I thought. Now it's, they just want to spend time with me yeah. and that kind of stuff. Mm. But back then, I didn't want to because I felt so guilty that I couldn't give them yeah. any of the awesome life I had you yeah. can't it's a totally different life no but that's but the thing I that, disagree that with that life I think can you be can. awesome as well yeah, yeah absolutely if they don't think that way they don't think their life is bad yeah I know and the, I'm yeah. not saying that but that, like I said that was back then yeah. it's different now I think this exchange at the end is revealing of even how much you and I have grown through doing this process like the way that Narvin says something and when he said it, I'm like, damn, that's a good point. 
and then Sushani counters it. And I'm like, oh, that's a good point too. And I think my perspective on a lot of these conversations used to be way more one-sided and I used to like kind of empathise with one person or the other and now I'm just seeing that there's so many different ways to look at something. Like I really relate to what Navin's saying about not wanting to flaunt a lifestyle but I also love this perspective that the Western way of living is not necessarily better and what we perceive as a developed world is something we need to reassess. Thank you so much to the Jaya Singha family. Thank you so much for being our first Sri Lanka family. Outside of mine. <laughs> and it was so lovely to get to know you guys and hear your stories. You can check out photos and videos of all our families on Facebook at Where Are You From Really, Instagram at Combos With My, and on RNZ's website. Conversations with My Immigrant Parents was created, produced, and directed by Julie Zhu and Saray De Silva. Location recording by Joey Siasoko. Studio recording by Jill Eva Craig at The Secret Beehive. And sound edited and mixed by Emmy Pagoni. Our cover image is illustrated by Nga Mutani Jones at Miss Memo and designed by Sonia Milford. A huge thanks also to Kay Elmers and Tim Burnell from RNZ Commissioning. Conversations with My Immigrant Parents was made possible by the RNZ NZ On Air Innovation Fund. He Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.